You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're, students. we're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. the next generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit CampusWaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation. United by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation. Take it outside. Welcome to the Ducks Unlimited podcast, the only podcast about all things waterfowl. From hunting insights to science-based discussions about ducks, geese, and issues affecting waterfowl and wetlands conservation in North America, we bring the resource to you. The DU Podcast with your host, Chris Jennings. I'm excited today to have a return guest. Phil Bergeli, the Ducks Unlimited Magazine shotgunning columnist, is joining me today. Phil, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. And today I asked Phil to come on the, the podcast because, uh, you know, it is the off season. You know, waterfowl hunters are just kind of sitting around, you know, looking for something to do. And, you know, one of the highly anticipated off season projects for people usually is shotgunning, you know, really trying to improve um, some of the mistakes that you made last season and, and really trying to just become a better shooter all around. And and I know Phil has tons of different recommendations for this. And one thing that, that Phil had done a column in the past, and it was, it's titled practice like you play. And I think this is a very, very important uh, topic and a very important uh, approach to this um, of really approaching your off-season shotgunning the same manner that you would shoot during waterfowl season. And Phil, can you kind of expand on that and just kind of how you came up with this idea and really, um, you know, what the emphasis of this whole, you know, column was? Sure. Well, a couple of things. First of all, you know, practice like you play also has to do with your attitude. And I am, I am guilty of this. Uh, I like to go to the gun club and have fun, which is, which is great, but, uh, it's not always the best practice, you know, and, and it, you need to sort of keep your, keep your eyes on the prize, which is hitting more birds in the fall. You know, we had, we just put in a five stand at my club a couple of years ago, and it's a lot of fun to go there and fool around and pull targets, you know, fun pairs and things and shoot those. But I don't think I'm getting that much better. I'm, I'm enjoying it. 
but uh, you know, part of practicing like you play is is really thinking about what you need to do to become a better waterfowl shot, and work on that in the season or in the, in the off season. I'm sorry, in the shooting season. That was part of my my impetus for that. And the other part of it, you know, the biggest part of it, I think, is uh, if you're going to shoot clay targets in the in the off season, you should at, at the very least, you know, work on shooting low gun. Uh, you know, a lot of people want to shoot trap and skeet and sporting clays with their gun mounted. And that's great. And there's, you can learn from that, but, uh, the gun mount is really the fundamental move in shotgun shooting and it's fundamental skill. And if you don't have that down, uh, you know, you learn it in the summertime, really drill at it. And, uh, that will make a big difference in your shooting in the fall. Yeah. You know, we've talked about how important gun mount is several times. Um, and, and, you know, not, there's never an occasion, well, at least never in my experience, where you start in a duck blind with the gun shouldered. You know, very, very rarely is that ever, um, a circumstance. And so, you know, that is, that's one thing for people to keep in mind is start, you know, you, you shoot low gun, you start out without having the gun shouldered and you, you go through the repetitions of that during the off season of mounting the gun. Um, what would you say to people about, you know, things change by late January, it's uh, seven degrees outside and you're shooting in a big hunting coat. Um, how do people get around that? You know, because during the summer, you're not going to be wearing your big duck hunting jacket, typically. No, and nor, nor, nor do you want to wear your parka to the club. There's a limit to how much we <laughs> yeah. want to simulate waterfowl hunting here. But, um, and some people will use a slip-on pad, or now there's so many stock spacers you can get that you can lengthen and shorten your stock, you know, to accommodate extra clothing. Um, what I have found is that if your gun mount is... If you're doing it the right way, I don't have any trouble snagging my gun on my coat because I'm very conscious that the first move with the low gun is out toward the bird with the muzzle. And if you do that, rather than try to, if you try to pull the gun straight up to your shoulder or your face, uh, that's when you start getting in trouble and hanging up in those heavy jackets. Uh, but if you're moving where you're pushing out toward the bird, as you bring the gun up, very rarely will you have trouble tangling up in your jacket. We talked about this when we were talking about ghillie suits. Then you will tangle the gun up. Those are just a pain to shoot in. But, uh, but when I, yeah, I hunt when it's really cold. You know, we, we, uh, some of my favorite hunts are, are goose hunts when it's down around zero and the wind's blowing. So I am, I am no stranger to being bundled up. Uh, but, um, yeah, if, if you're working on that mount, in the summertime, just work on pushing the gun out first. And, and that's why these repetitions are so important. There's other things that you know, a good gun mount also, since it's an efficient, compact move, you know, it, it, you don't have to, and you don't have to make it fast, but when you're mounting the gun right, you're not rushing after birds. And that's a huge thing too. It's, it makes everything slow down. You know, they talk about, you know, any sport, they talk about how the game slows down for you. And and part of slowing the game down in, in shooting ducks and geese is having that good mount where you're not having to look at the gun or check the gun or worry about how the gun's coming up and then worry about the target. You can focus on the target and bring the gun up and know that it's going to shoot where you look. And that slows the game down. And that makes shooting so much easier. And that's you know, that's why I think it's important to shoot low gun. You know, don't get me wrong. You can learn a lot about how to lead a target, how to keep your head on the gun, how to follow through all of these things shooting with the gun up. Uh, you shoot better scores too. And, and 
good scores, you know, make confident shooters. But if you want to practice for field shooting, you know, a low gun start doesn't have to be exaggerated way down at your hip like an international skeet shooter. But anything that's getting that getting used to that motion of out muzzle out to the bird and comb coming up to the face will help you in the fall. Yeah. And there's some things that, you know, people can do too. When we, we were kind of talking about with the hunting clothes and being bundled up, uh, you and I have talked about, you know, even during the summer, you can stay inside and put on a jacket and just practice that mount with your gun. Uh, obviously, you know, you can do that. You know, some people I've actually had some questions about that. And I was like, absolutely. You know, people do that all the time where they're sitting on the couch, mm-hmm. obviously with an unloaded weapon and, and still maintaining every safety, um, you know, conscious that you need to be, but, you know, mounting, just mounting with that jacket to make sure that you have everything down. That's, that's kind of a good little off season tip too. It is, it is. And that's, um, you know, that's real functional practice. Uh, you know, my hunting partner, the guy I shoot with quite a bit, he goes to the, I don't do this, but he will, he makes part of his move and mount process, taking the safety off every time. No, I don't. Um, I just like, like most target shooters, I take the safety off and leave it off. Uh, because you know, I know the gun is never, never loaded until I'm right about to shoot it. So it's, it's totally safe and accepted practice. But, you know, he goes that extra, extra distance and, and, uh, take the safety off and mount the gun, which is not a bad, you know, not, not bad practice. I actually learned to shoot doing that. And I've always done that. And so I've always been a little surprised when I hear, you know, people in the blind, you know, you hear the ducks are getting ready to come in. Someone's going to call the shot and you hear, someone's safety go off. And it's always a little alarming to me um, because I am, as I'm mounting the gun, I am taking that safety off in that process. Um, that, that movement is all one to me. Um, and I know other people, like you said, it is a, a fairly accepted practice and, and something that, you know, people can do and, and whatever makes people feel comfortable with that. But um, you know, just personally, I do that. And I, you know, I recommend to other people too, you know, try and do that. Cause it is, it is something that you just a learned motion, just like all of this if you do it over and over and over and over again it just becomes second nature you pick it up and that safety as you're mounting the gun to the shoulder i'm my safety's going off in that process so um, it's just something and another little you know tidbit for for people to do in the off season if they're bored um you know one of the other topics that you brought up in this column and i think this is probably one of the most important things for for me is you know shoot from a bucket uh, kind of explain that and, and how in something that you do or that you see other people do. You know, water, one of the things about waterfowl hunting is that your feet are sometimes stuck in the mud. You're lying down, you're sitting down, whatever. And, uh, you need to learn how to make a shot without, you know, when you're not standing up and when you're not in an ideal position. And one way to do that is take a five gallon bucket, you know, and sit on that and, and shoot ski targets or whatever, you know, whatever kind of targets you're shooting. Um, there's no, there's no rule against it at the gun club. Um, and then you get, you, you know, that will really, uh, teach you how you can, you, know, you can shift your body weight and turn and move somewhat when you're sitting down. Uh, and, but that's the way to learn how to do it. And, um, and if you want to practice standing up and shooting, you can do that. Um, I'm not going to take a layout blind to the gun club because there are, there are limits on these things, but, uh, but yeah, if you can shoot from a bucket or a stool or a chair, uh, it'll, it will help you, you know, it'll help you when you start shooting standing up again too. It's just, uh, it's a good drill. 
Yeah, and I, I actually did that a couple years ago at a uh, one of our local gun clubs here. Um, we were doing some video stuff, and I talked to the uh, the guy who's in charge of the range, and I said, "Hey, can we do a layout blind?" And and uh, so what what they ended up doing is setting up a completely separate um, thrower. Um, in a completely separate location. Now, this gun club's pretty large, so they have some acreage. And they set up a, you know, layout blind and a thrower so that we could bring layout blinds and practice coming up, you know, multiple targets. Um, it was very, so, you know, that's a recommendation for listeners is if you are a member of a club, you know, maybe ask them, um, if you're really interested in, in, you know, practicing that layout blind shot, um, that's, that's could be an option. You just, they probably, like you said, most of them don't have that type of thing set up, but you could always ask, um, or just bring a bucket. Yeah. In the early days of sporting clays, uh, back when it was called hunters clays, there would, there would be stations where you'd get into a boat in a pond and shoot. Uh, and you know, they don't do that anymore in sporting clays. It's turned into its own, own game, but that's, uh, you know, as hunting practice, that's not a bad thing to do if you can. If you can set the elaborate, you can set that up. But, you know, we're talking about the one of the things you'll learn, you know, for shooting that helps you when you shoot from layout blinds or, or from sitting down is, uh, it's, it's easy if you're right handed, it's easy to move right to left. It's hard to move back to your right. Uh, it can be done. Uh, it takes some, takes some practice and some flexibility. And that's something else you can work on is, is that, that shot when, uh, when a bird is off to your right side, if you're a right-handed shooter and you could have to, it's a pretty big move you have to make to get around to make that shot. Uh, but you can practice that. So the next, you know, the next topic that you had was, uh, race to the target. And this is a drill that, that I'm assuming that you and, you know, one of your shooting partners do, or you've seen people do kind of explain what this drill involves. I've done this drill a lot when I coached, uh, trap shooting with kids. Um, it makes people, you, you, the drill is simple. You just, you pull it to, you have two people, they load their guns, you pull the target, they try to be the first to break it. It's a good drill for, if people are thinking too much or aiming too much, it gets them out of that habit. It gets them because it, all of a sudden now they're thinking, they're not thinking about, I have to do this or I have to look at the aim this, this target or put the beat here. They think I need to beat this other person and they start to trust their eye hand coordination. And, uh, it's also fun, but, um, <clears throat> you know, it, you, you have to, all of a sudden you, you don't have time to think. And, uh, as, you know, as, as I've probably said on this show before, your thinking is the enemy of good shooting. So it, it gets you sort of out of that mindset and into, into just reacting. Uh, that doesn't mean you need to shoot that fast in the duck blind. Um, you know, but it's, it's a really good drill just to, to get people in the right frame of mind of, of trusting your eyes and hands and not overthinking a shot or riding the target or anything like that. Uh, so, and it's fun, you know, it's a fun thing you can do with an electric trap and your friends and you can argue about who hit the bird first. Most of the time what happens is both people wind up shooting at once. You wind up shooting in the same rhythm, same with the same timing. And that's great. Uh, it's just a fun drill to do. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's, you know, I, I've done this drill as well and it is, it is pretty exciting and, and keeps people on their toes. It's, uh, you know, it's almost like a, a complete hand-eye coordination thing, just almost like a slap shot type. You know, you're just seeing the target and going, seeing the target and going as fast as you can. Just, I'm just trying to visualize it for our listeners that, um, that may, may not have seen this or done this before. And it's, it is, it's a lot of fun and I, I completely recommend. You and your dog are a team. 
Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're, students. we're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. next generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit CampusWaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation. United by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation. Take it outside for uh, shooters. You know, the next topic that we had here was, you know, station trained for crossers. So you're talking about crossing targets and, and that's a big deal in waterfowl hunting. Kind of explain why you put so much stress on these crossers. The crossing shot is people struggle with that. You know, you, you uh, I have not been to one of the, the Tom Roster concept seminars, but I, friends of mine have, and, and they start you shooting crossers at 20 yards and, uh, and they move you out and, and very few hunters, the attendees can hit, make, you know, consistently hit 40 yard crossing shots. Uh, it's the hardest shot in waterfowling for a lot of people. And it's, and it's an important one you get a lot. It's one that you have to take a lot. And one way to, this is a, a tip I stole from the U.S. Olympic team. If you're having trouble with a shot like that, and I, you know, put it in the context of a skeet field, but you don't have to use a skeet field for this. Uh, what they will do if they're having trouble, say on station four, which is the, the long crosser in the middle of the field. They'll start at a station, you know, at the next station over three where they may have the shot figured out. And then rather, you know, rather than stand at four and just shoot futilely, they'll start where they're comfortable, break those targets, take a couple steps closer to four, shoot those targets and work your way over gradually and train that way. And you can say you can set that up. If you set up a crossing target in your back 40 with an electric trap, which is not that hard to do. You can start shooting it as a bird to say an incoming quartering target. And then you take a couple steps over and then the angles change a little bit and you can keep working your way over. And when you get to the part where you're having trouble, that's where you, you, know, you can move back and forth until you, until you get past that obstacle or that, that block and then, and then keep moving. It's an easier, better, more effective way than, than just getting frustrated by the same shot over and over. 
Yeah, I've done that before. Stood at a station and missed the missed the bird multiple times, and I'm then I'm even more frustrated. And I'm telling you know whoever's throwing, I'm like you know I I, I want to see it again, throw it again, 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 and I just keep missing. And then like you said, it's all in your head, and then it just goes downhill from there. You can also move closer if you want. You know, again, if it's, if you're doing it's got this setup informally, if, you know this you can take the same idea and you start shooting the shot at. 20 yards, say whatever, where you can make it and then move back a couple steps and shoot it again and move back and shoot it again uh, and and work on it that way, too. Um, but it's a it's a better drill than just taking a bucket of shells out and standing at the station that you don't like or stand, taking the shot you don't like and, and just you know, banging away and making the same mistake over and over again. All that does is teach imprints that mistake. Yeah, that's a good point. And, you know, and, and this, this kind of leads me to my, to my next question that, you know, when you get into sporting clays, um, you know, that's highly popular, especially around here, um, throughout the summer, you know, guys are going station to station to station. Well, you know, a lot of these shots, um, a lot of different shots in sporting clays are not waterfowl shots. I mean, there, you would, probably hardly ever see some of these in a waterfowling situation. Do you recommend people skipping those stations or just, you know, continue? You know, I, I used to have an old, one of our old magazine editors used to um, literally just skip a station that he didn't feel like was ever a waterfowl shot that he would take. Is that something that you would recommend or you let, let people just go ahead and shoot through? Uh, I do. Well, I said the, the, the guy I was talking about who, who takes the safety off his gun when he's mining the gun, he won't shoot a target if it's not. For him, it's grouse hunting. If it's not a grouse shot, he's not interested. Uh, you know, um, I think they're all fun. I think, uh, I think any shooting you do makes you a better shot. Uh, you know, all around, better all around shot. So, and I, so I enjoy that. But yeah, if, if what you want to do is work on a particular shot, absolutely go to the gun club and, uh, find that station and just, and spend your time there and, and other groups come, let them shoot through and then go back to shooting that same station. If that's what you want to do, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Again, we're, you know, the, the, the theme here is, uh, just play like you practice and practice like you play. And if that's what you want to do, then it's, it's probably a better idea than, than what I do, which is have fun when I shoot sporting clays. <laughs> uh, uh, one thing I do want to caution people about, there are, you know, we're talking about there's limits to, to practicing as like you play. And one is do not bring your duck loads to the gun club. Good point. Uh, you will be asked to leave and rightly so. Uh, you know, most clubs, all clubs, any club I'm aware of has a limitation of, um, seven and a half shot or larger in lead. Some will allow steel sixes and sevens. Uh, some don't like steel because of the ricochet potential, but, uh, you cannot shoot your heavy duck loads. If, if you want to do that, Personally, I don't do it. I don't, I don't think it's necessary. It does not. I never, I never believed that the, uh, people used to talk about getting a feel for steel. Um, I feel like if I'm shooting, if I'm breaking targets and leading them and doing everything right, changes in, in velocity or whatever are not going to be that big a deal to me. Um, maybe because I'm not, you know, I, I may not be at the, at the high level of shooting where I can perceive those little tiny differences, but, for most shots that most duck hunters take, it's not going to make a difference. You know, confidence is, is the important thing and, and proper mechanics are the important thing. But, uh, yeah, it, do not, you know, shoot, just shoot target loads. Um, the other thing that happens is you, I think it's counterproductive to go, you're not going to get used to the recoil of duck loads on the sporting clays course. That's not a good idea either. That just gets you beat up. Um, you know, you will not feel that 
you won't shoot as much and you'll be bundled up and you'll be excited and you won't feel that same recoil when you're hunting. So, you know, I, to me, there's, there's not much reason to do it. You want to pattern those obviously and know how they perform, but uh, make sure they work in your gun and everything. But uh, I don't shoot targets with hunting loads. Yeah, that's a good recommendation and a safety recommendation all across the board for sure. Um, you know, we, we talk about practice like you play, but yet, you know, I go to the range and I see guys who I know who are pretty avid waterfowl hunters and they're there and they're shooting their, you know, over and under, you know, a really high end, more of a, you know, a range gun is what I would consider it. Um, is that detrimental at all? Or are you still under the impression that just the, the process of shooting is still more beneficial than, um, shooting your, you know, old waterfowl gun at the, at the range? Uh, I try to do both. I like shooting target guns. I shoot better with target guns. And uh, again, I think that, um, for one thing, you know, you shoot sporting clays all summer. You may as well have fun doing that too. Um, and, and try to shoot good scores because I think that helps. I think confidence always helps. Uh, learning how to hit the targets helps and that's going to be easier with a target gun. But as you get closer to the season, yeah, switch to your hunting gun. Uh, and, um, you know, you don't necessarily have to shoot your hunting choke, especially you know, uh, if you're one of these that likes to shoot something really tight, but, uh, you know, I'd, I'd put an open choke in it and, uh, shoot skeet or shoot sporting clays or whatever. And, Really get in touch with that gun. Absolutely. But you don't need to do it. You can do that all summer if you want, uh, or you can just do it. And what I tend to do is get down to a couple, a month or a couple weeks before the season. I'll start to shoot my hunting guns. Start transitioning towards the waterfowl season, I guess, is a, a good mentality. Um, well, and before I let you go, I got one more question. And this is something that's come up quite a bit. Um, you know, let's say you have a new waterfowl hunter. Um, how are you going about like introducing um, at the range during the summer? You're like, hey, are you trying to explain like, Hey, this is a pretty typical waterfowl hunting shot. Or are you even trying to get that? Or are you just getting that, you know, inexperienced shooter, just more comfortable with the gun? If they really haven't shot much at all, uh, you know, my favorite place to, to teach new shooters is a skeet field. Um, and uh, you know, sometimes we'll start there at, at low house seven, which is that straight going away target. If they, if they have no idea, I've never shot a gun at all. If they've shot a little bit, what I will usually do then is, is go to a station like, uh, like low house two, which is a kind of an incoming crosser. And there, that, that way from the very beginning, you can start getting into the moving the gun, mounting the gun and making a, you know, making moves that you'll have to use in the field. Uh, you know, I, I try to get to that part of it as soon as I can because too much standing there and aiming at targets is going to teach a bad habit. And, and so I want to get people moving the gun. Uh, and that is a duck type shot too. Those, those incoming crossers that you see on, uh, on the skeet field or you, or you find one in the sporting place field. Incoming targets are good too because they give people time. They give a new shooter time where a, a outgoing target, which is what you want to shoot if you're a bird hunter, uh, People feel like they have to rush, like it's getting away, but you have time to let an incoming target come to you the same way you do with the duck. And that's, uh, that's a good way to start. So yeah, I might say this is like a duck shot, but, uh, that's not what we're really focusing on yet. 
are you are you even uh, attempting you know doubles or anything in that situation? Are you kind of explaining? And I think the only reason why I ask that is I know that you know sometimes first time waterfowl hunters are inexperienced. You know, a flock of ten green wing teal um, coming in at you know twenty five thirty mile an hour, uh, it can it, visually it's chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to pick a bird is that something? Is that something that you would work with someone in the off season? Like, hey, there's a situation. Just shoot the low bird or just shoot the high bird or something like that. Uh, you know, I guess you could do that with a true pair on the sporting clays course. Um, you know, throw two birds and just shoot one of them. It's a mm-hmm. hard thing to set up unless unless there's a flurry or something like that, which would actually be kind of a fun way to to uh, overwhelm some people. But it would it would get that mindset. But no, that's hard. That's something you just need to learn in the field too. And it is, you know, it's it's gets. I took a new hunter out last year, and she was doing really well on the on the clays course, and she killed a duck. And then we had about thirty gadwalls drop in on us, and. <clears throat> I shot one and stopped to watch her shoot and she missed. And I said, well, did you pick one out? She said, I think so. I want her maybe two. <laughs> <laughs> it was the whole flock, wasn't it? And she said, yeah, kind of. So yeah, that's something you just have to learn. You know, that's, that's a hard thing to simulate throwing 30 targets at once. Uh, most clubs won't do that, but it's something you might see in the field. And it's just, there's, there's only so much you can do with a new hunter, but you can, you can do a lot and you can get them, you can get them to where they can, they can be successful. Uh, and you know, part of that too is just coaching in the field. You tell them, tell them that the birds are coming in that, you know, you've got to pick one out here. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And, and then sometimes it just takes a few repetitions of that. You know, it's all part of, it's all part of the way we learn too. Absolutely. And I know, you know, guys who have, hunt, you know, waterfowl hunted for 25, 30 years who, you know, a big flock comes in and, you know, miss and they're like, I did not pick a bird out. You know, it's just the excitement, the, you know, the energy of what's going on, the situation and people can make mistakes like that. Even the most experienced waterfowl hunters can trip up with that. So absolutely. Uh, Certainly something to keep in mind. Well, Phil, this has been great. Um, I appreciate you coming on and, and kind of talking to everyone about these off season tips and, and really, um, you know, getting people to practice like they play. And, and is there anything else that, that you can think of off the top of your head that, that you know that people should really look at, you know, during the off season to really focus on that practice like you play mentality? Mentality is a, is a pretty important word. Uh, you know, part of it, and it kind of goes back to these, these guys you're talking about who didn't pick a bird. Part of it is is the the mental aspect of it too, which target shooting is great for that. Learning how to doesn't all, all translate exactly, but the same kind of self talk that target shooters use uh, can certainly work when a flock of ducks comes in. If you're telling yourself pick one, pick one, and look at its beak as as the birds are coming in, which is exactly the sort of thing target shooters do when they when they are. Uh, going through their pre-shot routine that will help you and you can practice that part of it too you know it's not just it's not all the mechanics it's the mental part of it too and it's all stuff that you can practice in the off season absolutely well this has been great i think it's been very educational and uh we're gonna have to have you back on real soon very good i can't wait thank you I'd like to thank my guest, Phil Bergele, Ducks Unlimited Magazine shotgunning columnist, for joining us today and talking about practice like you play on the range and getting you ready for waterfowl season. I'd like to thank our producer, Clay Baird, for doing a great job of getting the podcast put together and sent out to you. And I'd like to thank you, the listener, for joining us on the DU Podcast and supporting Wellens Conservation. Hey. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the DU Podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit www.ducks.org slash DU Podcast for resources based on today's topics, as well as access to more episodes. Opinions expressed by guests do not necessarily reflect those of Ducks Unlimited. Until next time, stay tuned to the Ducks. You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit CampusWaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation. United by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation. Take it outside.